We're continuing in our series on what it means to make disciples. We have this new program we're calling Each One Equip One. And what I'm going to do here in this second session of the series, you remember that last time we had an introduction and I talked more about what it means to be a disciple, what disciple making is, then Pastor Ryan and I talked a little bit about an overview of the book Dangerous Discipleship that we're using as our curriculum resource for each one, equip one. Now what we're going to do today is I'm going to begin a series of different conversations with different people and one of the first people is with Pat T. Say hi Pat. Hi. Glad to have you with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself who you are, where you come from. You just okay. didn't pop into the office today. No, no. Uh, my husband Craig and I came to New Hope in December of 21 when we moved up here from Ottumwa. And we moved to follow our son and his wife, Eric and Leah, and uh, there are now four grandchildren. Yeah. And that's why we're here. And I listened to sermons from you guys when we were in Ottumwa on YouTube, so... That's how we knew where we were coming. Yeah, these kinds of resources are out there, and we're glad all of you are connected with us in that way. And so it gives, just gives an opportunity. So how did you first start hearing about the option to be involved in disciple-making? I think it must have been in a, an announcement. Yeah. And uh, I was really excited about it because I, that's a heartbeat for me that I've been involved in a little bit, not quite as um, organized as this ministry appears to be coming before, but I've well, been Well, that's involved. just an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is something that um, I've been involved with to some degree before and, and uh, find it very rewarding. Yeah, no, we are trying to make it a little bit more organized because one of the things that happens if we're disorganized is it doesn't always get done. It's just kind of left to randomness. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, there's a group of us, about 20 to 30 of us who have said, we'd like to be the first generation at New Hope involved formally, but ideally it happens dynamically and spontaneously, mm -hmm. organically, all these good words yes. that just uh, the movement of the Holy Spirit working right. in us and through us. And so mm -hmm. uh, we've got some different relationships that we've begun with precious people. And uh, we're just excited about what God is doing. And then mm -hmm. hopefully there'll be a second generation, third generation extended beyond that. Awesome. Yeah. So as you've studied on your own, as we've talked about it as a mm -hmm. church, what is disciple making? How does that uh, enter in your own understanding? Well, I think that, you know, one of the big things that I got out of the training was um, that disciple making is, is not about us. Um, as disciple makers or disciplees even, that it's really about God um, because God is the true disciple maker and he simply works through us. Yes. You know, his, his willing disciples in order to help others know and follow Jesus better so that their relationship with him can grow and be dynamic and, and maturing and be, turn into all that God intends for it to be. Yeah, it takes the pressure off. Yes. When we recognize those not up to me. It's not all the weight is on me. I do my part. Right. But God does his part a lot better. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I found it to be an awesome process to be part of. Yeah. 
How so? Just, well, for me, I guess my personality is such that, um, well, first, I know that scripture tells us that we are to be disciple makers, to participate in that collaborative process with the Holy Spirit, right? We're commanded to make them. And Matthew 4, 19 says, you know, Jesus told us that, um, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, when Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples and of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and this Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. I mean, this, this is not an option. This was a command. And then in addition to scripture, though, it's, it's still pretty simple for me and part of my personality that I love God mm-hmm. and I love talking with God and about God. And my favorite conversations are about him. Mm. So the idea of God using me to make another disciple and talk more about him and what he's doing and can do for them, that is a joy and a privilege that I'm eager to sign up for. That's great. You have a life verse. You were uh, just telling me uh, Psalm 71. Yep. And it's changed through the seasons of my life. But right now, uh, Psalm 71, verses 17 and 18, since my youth, God, you have taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation your mighty acts to all who are to come. You know, we're not supposed to brag on ourselves, but it's great to brag on our God. Mm, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Anything else about that disciple-making process, about why you're well, involved in it? Um, I, I feel called to it. Um, I, I know that as long as I, as I depend on Him, uh, the Holy Spirit's leading, I know that He's going to provide all that I need to collaborate with Him in the disciple-making process because sometimes we can feel like we're not able or willing or, or you know Satan will attack us and say who are you to th- think you yes. should do that you're not a perfect disciple why should you help anyone else right, right. and um, there's that old saying I know you've heard God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called and then there's always someone sometimes the one preaching that adds and we're all called mm. and we certainly are truly all called to be dis- to be disciple yeah I think that's uh, oftentimes a challenge for a lot of us uh, you know, as, as pastors, we often sense that call, but really that call is for everyone mm-hmm. and trying to sort that out. What is that? How does it work out? Uh, just to found out through the years, that, that's hard for the person often who's listening to sermons, who's mm-hmm. um, not in the 24-hour day role that right. I serve in as a pastor. And how, how do you sort all that out? How do you help others to sort all that out? That, yeah, you are called and you can do this. Yeah, and I do feel that we're called. And I think for a long time in my walk, because I, I um, didn't ask uh, or tell the Lord that I wanted to follow him mm-hmm. until I was 30. And so um, it took a while, even as we're being sanctified in the process, to understand that uh I was really big on evangelism, but you know this 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 ministry mm-hmm. has also shown me that discipling is much more than evangelism. Yeah, and, you know you're only taking them like part way around that baseball diamond model that right. you guys have. Right, so, it's like having a baby and never feeding the baby, never helping it right. grow. Right, we would never do that. So evangelizing has been. You know something that I would do but then and then life circumstances often 
too would get in the way of you actually continuing with a person to through the full discipleship program right. the way it's described in our ministry and scripturally yeah. so yeah so that was that's kind of a big aha that there's more to this than just getting them to be believers that's that's just first base right yeah so what about the person who says i've never been discipled that how was me I, how can i disciple someone else yeah yeah and i really I, I feel like i had kind of a hodgepodge of discipling and mainly i think though the holy spirit was guiding me to where i needed to be to be discipled because as a new believer when i was in my you know early 30s i um, just we were in a Methodist church and we just got into different Bible studies and we had an evangelical born again pastor thank God that you know really helped us and um, I remember one time I said oh I just love how way you put that you know that it was uh, live and move and have our being and he looked at me and he goes you know that's in the Bible right Pat <laughs> and I'm like no oh, no but it's beautiful it sounds pretty good it's still good <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I just think that that's a part of why I I think that's probably part of why I want to be a part of that for other people because you know what it's like to not have that. Yes. And the value to it. Right. And one of the things I said on the introduction podcast, and I'll probably say it several times more in this series is I've always known the importance in ministry of small groups and I've done some disciple making one-to-one, -one, but I think I backed off at points in not emphasizing the importance of one-to-one -one kinds mm -hmm. of relationships. And I've been reminded during this current emphasis that we're having on each one equipped one of that one-to-one -one kind of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And just wondering from your perspective, what is the what are the unique aspects meeting one-to-one, -one. Why, why is that especially important? What can be done that can't be done in a small group? Well, first of all, that is my choice. That, I mean, that would be my choice, to preference to be one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Um, I, I guess because it's even more personal and you can stop and pause on the things that were part of that person's life situation you know, in a group setting, you have to be more cognizant of that, what everybody else is going on. or And then just there's people, there's things that people won't share uh, necessarily that are essential to knowing to help them in their walk if, if they are in a group and they don't feel safe for whatever reason. It might be a safe group, yes. but they don't feel safe. Yeah, it's hard. Long they don't know to who share. to trust yet. Or, exactly. And so that's, you know, my... Probably my therapy background likes one-on-one -on -one too, so my career, but yes. I'm just drawn to connecting with people more individually, personally, right. which I think God has given me a calling to you know, be an encourager one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that fits with my personality, but there's, there's aspects of it that um, other people can do too. I mean, I think that you know, we can't use our personalities as a cop-out one way or the other. God knows no. our personalities. God right? uses all different kinds of personalities, right, right. for sure. But it, it is kind of uh, my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just so happy that, that we've taken this on in such an organized way. Because like you said, it, 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 sh it can happen ideally organically. 
but it often doesn't. And then not everybody will get the same experience. Right. Now we'll all experience it differently, but to be able to give the same experience and then right. have God do with what he will with it. Yeah, it's his Between word. that person. Yeah, it's his word right. and his work. But at least you all have the, yeah. the same beginning. Exactly. Uh, intro stuff. And that I think is you know often missing when you don't have organization. So as disorganized a person as I am in many ways, I love having organization about how we're going to learn something or yes. um, organize a new program. Yes. I, I love that about it. And, and so, I kind of, I'm kind of the opposite. I tend to be organized and I like doing disorganized stuff uh, <laughs> once in a while just to make it lively. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was very excited about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's great. So... What's going on in terms of what you're seeing, what you're doing, and how God's working this out in uh, the ministry that you're doing? Well, it was it was quite interesting that when I went to that last training session, there was a woman there who said she was there for the training, but she really knew she wasn't ready for training, mm -hmm. but she wanted to be at some yeah. point. She wants to be a disciple maker. Yes, ultimately. she wants to be. Yeah. Right. And she has people in mind she wants to do that with. Mm -hmm. But she also said that she knew she wasn't ready yet and that she was going to need to be discipled. And um, I don't know. God just prompted me to say, well, I would disciple you if you don't already have someone. As you know, it was right when everybody was breaking up uh, yes. from the session. And um, she just started sobbing. Mm. And so... We, we just had a little bit of a connection moment there where we felt like both of us had said a few things to one another that allowed God to, or that God allowed us to share, mm. even though it was kind of weird because we didn't know each other yeah. at all. And so we, the next day we met for our first time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. And it's been good. And we've, we've I think, met eight times now. Um, usually for about two hours, sometimes a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and how are you, like, are you progressing through the curriculum mm -hmm. chapter by chapter? How so, are you kind of doing that? So, uh, since she told me that she was a new believer, uh, I said, well, how about if we just go through the review of what's in the evangelism prompts and and tools mm -hmm. because she didn't really go through it with anyone right and she just said you know kind of like i did uh, when i uh, asked the lord to take over my life was yeah i kind of finally understand what i have to do but i had nobody helping me and and reminding me and showing me scriptures about what the, what this really means and all that yes. so we went through the um we reviewed the evangelism mm -hmm. segment of the of the base model yeah baseball model right of the process and as we did that then we uh, agreed that she was a believer mm -hmm. you know she and that she understood what the scriptures that i showed her yes um said about uh, being a believer and so then we could feel confident to move on with uh right. as a new believer with the um, establishing. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. So we moved from that, but we did use the um, the bridge. 
Yes. And um, yeah, the bridge is a classic illustration that some of you, many of you, maybe have seen, where people are on one side, God on another side, and Jesus is the one who connects us together. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. the bridge mm-hmm. between us and God. Yes, and then we, you know, talked about some other scriptures that that were important for understanding yeah. assurance of salvation and things yeah, like that. That's all important stuff mm-hmm. to be grounded in Romans road on. kind of verses, you know, because yes. I know pastor Ryan had said that we can use what he gave us and then augment with things. So I knew a few things like that. Cause you know, evangelism was my specialty before I knew oh, that okay. it was discipleship yeah. was more than that. <laughs> you got that, got that down. So I had some of those, right? So if y'all want to talk with somebody about evangelism, you can talk with Pat. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. But that was like, that was all I thought it was, really. Um, Now, because I didn't have the other part, I guess, you know. Um, But anyway, we did, we did go through that. And we've been using the, um, the, I, I, in my own mind, have been using this, the overview template that um, Pastor Ryan gave us for the four key elements that should happen with, in in every meeting. So I was kind of cognizant of that. I had that propped up in my table that, you know, that we were going to have uh, accountability and real life issues discussions, mm-hmm. that we were going to actually talk, do relationship building stuff, which is very important. Um, nobody cares what you think or believe if they don't know you care. So it was, you know, that whole idea of compassion. Yes. Um, uh, the the fact that you're attentive and you're listening and you're accepting of where they are at the moment, right? And uh, transparency and humility, you know, so those are all authentic, uh, being authentic with that person. I mean, that's going to help us, as most people know, for, for sure. developing that kind of a relationship where you're going to talk about those kind of important things. Yeah, we're not just human machines. Right. And we're then, in... so then, then to, you know, the other was were the, to incorporate Bible training and prayer. And I remember he said we should always open the Bible and have uh, some Bible reading. And some oh, for a lot of it, this so far has been like going to different verses with the salvation mm-hmm. and assurance. Okay. Yeah, great. And then, then um, prayer, and we always prayed. So um, that was good. And we talked about, oh, just some helps with prayer. Um, so like the Acts thing. And then... Um, well, I use some I use some of those tools, mm-hmm. right? So I when we were when we moved to the uh, establishing, I remember using the triangle with the relationship and and um, trust and obedience. And as you have this relationship, that grows, and that we have to use the navigator's wheel. Yeah, these that. are lots and lots of ideas here we're throwing at you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you, you're going to have to use your imagination to expand your mind. Uh, well, the or... navigator's wheel thing, I <laughs> yeah. thought I, I've known that before. And so that was just, hey, we're in this establishing section, yes, a stage. And so we need to talk about what's e- essential. So we have to have the, the vertical posts of, of prayer. Mm-hmm. Upward to God, down, downward to in His Word. So we got to be in His Word and in communication with Him through prayer. And then we also have to have the horizontal, yeah. which is the witnessing to others and the fellowship with other believers. So you got to be perfect. No, 
my wheel was kind of wobbly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and oh, and let's and not forget, Christ. <laughs> Christ is in the is the hub. He's the center. Exactly. Guiding so the wheel. So what we find is that all of us, uh, we have a wheel that's coming off the axle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, we and, need we need so, Christ to be at the center. Exactly. And that'll give the balance. And it's a process. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can roll on down the road. But at least that's what's, I mean, I didn't have anybody back when I started being a, you know, as a believer to tell me even that. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's all, it's all good uh, to be a help to people. How else do you see the disciple making material useful in your own life and ministry? Well, it reminds you that, um, you, first of all, you don't want them to follow you. You want to point them to Jesus, and they need to follow Jesus, not you, because you're an imperfect follower at best, yes. right? And so you also need to be um, constantly um, upping your game isn't quite the way I want to put it, but you can't, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah, it raises your own accountability raise, level. Right, yeah. And if you're saying you need to be in the Word every day, figure out a way, even if it's five minutes or 15 minutes, or if it you can't do mornings, do nights. and. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Mm -hmm. That's good for us, mm -hmm. even though it's hard. Yeah, and that's one of the things that you know I've worked on and since I've been at New Hope is um, being in the Prayer Warriors um, Bible study and then in, the, in a prayer group because for me, prayer was always my weakest... Mm -hmm. link and so i wanted to make an effort to make that stronger yeah good mm -hmm. and god has helped me to do that here good deal any other concluding ideas words oh, as we kind um, of finish up? just that i guess maybe um that while while uh, my person that i was discipling was going on she got uh, when we started she got under attack pretty good from satan right away and we talked about mm. that because as a believer and now a dis, you know someone who's um, working on being uh, and improving in her discipleship, uh, she she lost her job. Almost like, I don't know, less mm. than a week after we started working together, mm. she lost her job. Her grandmother died, um, and she had some other struggles that were tough and. Uh, the one thing that she said is and, every I mean, time. You're not saying that if somebody enters in the, into this, they're going to lose their job, but, no. but things are going to happen. Things in life. are still bad things. We, yeah. We're fallen people in a fallen world, and bad stuff's going to happen. And yeah. here's the here's the good part of the story. The good yeah. news is she couldn't believe how she was handling it all. Oh, okay. I mean, well. her her mindset, her mood, um, her language. She said everything was different than it would have been hmm. before before Jesus and before being serious about following him, hmm. you know, and having prayer and being in the word has just made yeah. all the difference for that's how she was taking all these things. Yeah, that's yeah an that was, story. yeah, it is an, an encouraging story. And so, and I was, you know, there able to help lift her up then through it. So it's not just instruction, mm -hmm. you know, that discipleship is much more than instruction or right using even the tools it's being there like you know like checking in with how your life's going yeah. and praying for the needs as they're happening Amen. and so i was able to you know come alongside her and support her with the comfort of god's word that she was now starting to care about knowing and understanding 
and the power of prayer with her and the reminder of his presence, I could just come alongside her as, you know, a fellow believer um, to support and encourage her Amen. and to point her back to the word and prayer. Amen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not that we can't or won't fall down. Mm-mm. It's that we have one to come alongside of us and lift us up. Mm-hmm. And certainly the Lord ultimately does that. Yes. But to have a human also put their arm around us is extremely encouraging to walk together in the trials and difficulties of life and to call upon God together when two or three gather together in my name, Jesus says, there I am in the midst of them. Yep. That's true. That's so true. And it was just, she was just beaming as she was talking about all this bad stuff that had happened and how she was like totally taking it differently when she wasn't, when she knew she wasn't walking alone. Mm -hmm. And I mean with Jesus. Yes. You know, yeah, it's always good to have a, yeah a fellow believer to remind you that god is still good amen Mm -hmm. good way to end thank you so much pat (laughs) for sharing your experiences and what god is doing and listeners our prayer for you is that you would desire and enter in get involved either as one who's going through the training or one who becomes a disciple maker And we've got a growing contingent of people who are really excited to help you to do that. So that's all for today. Have a good one. Keep growing.